Hello and welcome to OMG Paranormal with me, your host, Shannon Easton. This is the very first episode that I want to put out there and it's unscripted. Uh, I do have to mention that I am in my bathroom. It's a big bathroom, but I have to record in my bathroom because I live on a busy street. And if I'm not in this more, I guess, soundproof area, uh, we'd be hearing a lot of traffic and people putting on car horns and all of that, and sometimes the odd police car going by. So I thought this would be the best place to begin. Um, anyway, so just a little bit about myself. I am turning 50. Yes, you heard it, 50 this year. And uh, for many years since I was a child, I've had a lot of paranormal experiences, like a lot. And even as a younger child, though, at the time of my experiences, it was always very difficult and I'm sure some of you listening can relate to this. Um, it was difficult to articulate the experiences that were very abnormal or, you know, really unexplained. And for a young kid to have to explain it uh, would be difficult, especially in a household like mine where the paranormal was never discussed or encouraged. And uh, so it was never really at the forefront of a consideration of maybe what my experiences were, um, like what was taking place at the time. You know, there's just little things like, I remember um, even at my grandma's house, uh, she used to live in an old farmhouse, and I remember I had my step-grandpa, Sam, and I had my grandma and the rest of my family, and I always wondered who the man was that lived upstairs. <laughs> and I don't know who told me this, but I remember being told not to go in the one room, um, because not because the man was there, just that I wasn't allowed in that room, but I knew the man lived in there. And once in a while, he'd poke his head out from the stairs when I would see him when I was there visiting my grandma. But there was never a discussion about him. I never spoke up about him or anything like that. So that was just a small little memory there. And uh, as time wore on and as I got older, there was there was a really scary moment in the one house that we lived in in a small village called Port Rarcy, Ontario, right on Lake Erie. Um, my parents, when they would put me to bed, we had a nice, you know, like, good night ritual. And by the time they would put me into bed, they would walk down the stairs, down the hall, through the kitchen and into the family room, which the family room was directly underneath my bedroom. I could hear the TV going at night. It was actually very comforting to know they were close by, even though it was a long run to get there if I had to. Um, but it was nice to hear the sounds. And while on many occasions, as as time wore on, they would put me to bed, they would go down, they'd be in the family room. By the time they were got to the family room, all of a sudden, my pillow would be pulled out from under my head to the point where my head would hit the mattress. And the first time that this had happened, it, it wasn't a big deal to me. I thought maybe just the pillow was not balanced right on my mattress or what, I don't know. I just thought it kind of slipped between the headboard in the wall. Well, I went to reach down to grab the pillow back and I couldn't, I couldn't locate the pillow. So I had to get out of my bed. I had to look under the bed. And the first place, of course, I look at is at the head of the bed. There's no pillow. So then I turn the light on and I look under the bed again and there's my pillow, but at the foot end of the bed. And here I'm scratching my head thinking, okay, is someone playing a joke on me? Did my brother sneak in? How did he get out without me seeing him? Like all of those things running through my young child mind. And I couldn't quite figure it out. So I grab my pillow, turn the light off. I go back into bed and it happens again. 
So if you can only imagine as a kid, I don't even, I don't think I ran downstairs at that point. I think I just laid there terrified, thinking if I get out of my bed again, that something's going to grab my feet. So I literally slept in bed that night with no pillow. Um, and it's still, and then again, it was at the, the foot end of the bed in the morning. So this happened on and off for some time, actually, until I finally had the, um, so that I had two mattresses on the bed so that nothing could fit under the bed. And then, and then it just stopped. It was just a, a really odd thing to happen on occasion to me. I would say it was probably half a dozen times that it happened and then it just stopped happening. I can't explain why. And I was always afraid and on alert after that for quite some time in that home. Um, but thinking about the time that I lived there, I used to go to a public school in a town called Port Dover. And again, this is on Lake Erie, Ontario. And I'm telling you, like looking back and reflecting back on that public school, which no longer exists, by the way, it was bulldozed. And I don't know what they did with the materials. Uh, I think it was rumored that some of the brick and materials were used to build other places. But right now there's like condos there. But at the time when I was a kid, I was in grade three and I was playing cats in the cradle with some friends. And there was three of us. So, of course, only two at a time could do it. And I was waiting for my turn. And during the time that I was waiting... It was really bizarre. I couldn't explain it. It was as if I had fallen asleep and I was having this very vivid dream. And the dream was about, it wasn't very nice for one thing, especially a kid in grade three. Um, I just remember that what I was seeing, I didn't see who was doing it. So what was going on was a man was being hit over and over again on his head. I don't know what the object was. Uh, like, I just know it was something heavy. And it was hitting this man over and over again on his head until he was dead. And then I saw someone covering him with leaves. And in that, as that was happening, I started having this anxiety. And I would have these distressed faces of women looking directly at me in this vision. It was actually quite frightening. And then my friend called me and said my name, which snapped me out of it. And I just snapped my fingers. Did you hear that? It <laughs> just snapped me out of it. And, uh, and I just wondered what the heck just happened to me. So let's fast forward 20 plus years later. Um, I'm actually in the same town and I'm giving readings to a group of people and everything went pretty good, I think. And, uh, the husband of the hostess came up to me and said, you know, I hear you like doing some paranormal investigations. I said, yeah, it's, it, you know, I, I don't do a huge professional with all the gadgets and stuff. I just like to go and explore. And, and he says to me, um, you know, you, you would love to have been uh, to see my, my mom's house. I said, well, where was your mom's house? And he said, across from the old public school. And I said, you know, I remember when I was a kid and then I told him just the story I just told you. And they all looked at me like I would have five heads. And I'm like, why are you looking at me like that? And they said, Shannon, the house that my mother used to live in used to be an old brothel back in the day. This is even, I think, before the public school was built. And the husband and wife that owned the brothel, the wife actually bludgeoned her husband to death and left him under a pile of leaves, which was later found by, I guess, the law back then or a policeman back then, who actually been questioning her as to where his where he had been. And uh, he, he ended up finding this man under a pile of leaves across the road from where I was sitting as a kid um, in the house that still exists there today. And 
um, later found out, I didn't know this at the time, but there was an article later uh, by a museum that was released about that place. And of course, people who have told that story to started <laughs> sending me the actual article on the murder that took place there. And it turned out that the woman had killed her husband. She later had committed suicide. Horrible, tragic story, but such a strange encounter as a child. And I'm sure some of you listening have had, you know, children or yourself have had weird encounters as a child that you can't explain or rationalize that, uh, you know, you have these insights or these little glimpses of, of the past or the future. And, and it's quite um, intriguing to say the least, but, you know, for a long time, I, I just thought it was one of those crazy little dreams that I had. Um, and it turned out to be true. So sharing these stories, I really look forward to other people having special guests on here as well to share and we can discuss their encounters. I just, it's such a pleasure to be able to be around people who have also had, you know, these strange experiences. And for a long time throughout my life, you know, being in an area where it really, you know, it, it, it really wasn't, there really wasn't a lot of people talking about the paranormal where I lived. There wasn't any of that until probably in my, oh, I would say late 20s to 30s. And then all of a sudden it was this massive boom of new agers and massive boom of, of everybody's a psychic and a medium. And of course, everybody's a Reiki master. And all of those things kind of were put out there. And so you just kind of circulated and explored on your own to try to find where you fit into all of it. And uh, I always found myself on the outskirts of it, you know, I was always circling around, but I finally found my way and I finally found out, um, you know, where I belong in all of this, even though when I had pursued even research on energy and, and my experiences and just wanting to know that I wasn't alone, um, I just learned a lot, but it wasn't my intention to become a reader at all. I, I've been to university, I've been to college. You know, I was taking different courses here and there. I had uh, plenty of different jobs in my life. I've tried pr plenty of different pursuits that never worked. But the one constant for me in the last 18 to 19 years now um, have been the readings. I even had to quit my day job for a while. And it really is a pleasure to meet the the, man, the many people that I have and to even, even at the times that we're together and I'm, I'm doing a session that we've had some some mutual experiences one that comes to mind I have to share this now because it's on my mind um was it's in the new place like the fairly new place I'm in now and we I was doing a session with this really nice lady and we're sitting there and I'm just I jot things down and I'm writing things and talking at the same time and multitasking in my brain and all of a sudden the girl says did you see that and I'm like oh just ignore it <laughs> What happened was the, the Kleenex box that was on the table started to move. <laughs> and I'm telling her to ignore it because I really wanted her to ignore it. So anyway, so then <laughs> the second time it starts moving, but it moves even more than it did the first time. And I'm telling her again, just ignore it. And she's having a hard time ignoring it, which I don't blame her. And so anyway, I'm sitting there and I'm wearing this necklace that I always wear. It had, it has a pendant on it that you can open it up. It was actually for those, um, I don't know, those little scented felt things, but I had tobacco in there. I had a mother Mary medal. I, I had a blessed medal in there. I had sap from a tree in there. I had all kinds of little trinkets and things that meant a lot to me. And as I'm telling her to ignore the Kleenex box, 
as if someone, an invisible hand, grabbed my chain and started pulling it out in front of me. She jumps up out of her chair. And I'm like, and I can feel the chain being pulled, like sliding across the back of my neck. And me telling her, okay, we got to calm down. We got to calm down because, you know, this is freaking me out now. And this has got to stop. So I don't know how we wrapped it up, to be honest. I think it was up to the time of being the end of her session anyway. And she went, I live above these businesses in a small little town. And uh, she went down there, had an appointment with uh, with someone down there. And she went down there and told the whole story <laughs> to everybody. But here's the creepy, like that was creepy, but here's an even creepier part. So that necklace, I take it off every night and I put it by my bed every night that I go to bed. I did it that night, the same day that it was being pulled. I wake up the next day to put it on. That necklace is gone. I've never seen it again. I have searched high and low. I've even out loud said to whoever or whatever has taken it to give me back my necklace. I'm telling you, I know I put that necklace by my bed. That necklace meant the world to me. So still to this day, I have not seen that necklace. I've had to replace it with this old, this other chain and then some other trinkets that I like to wear around my neck. And uh, yeah, so that was a weird little thing that had happened during a session. Now, not, things don't always happen during sessions, but when they do, man, they make themselves known. <laughs> anyway, I am so excited about this podcast and I can't wait to have conversations where it's just not me talking all the time. Um, I love to have conversations and engage with people. I have um, some friends and um, I have an author uh, who is a friend of mine who will also um, come on to the podcast and she's the one who really got things started for me um, and I look forward to sharing that with you as well so just remember that you are not alone and if you are having these kinds of experiences please listen in um, to my weekly podcasts in hopes that maybe you'll find some insight maybe some direction maybe some entertainment um, goosebumps all of those things that make this so exciting to talk about the paranormal take care of yourselves talk to you soon